good afternoon. Uh, good morning. Good, oh, good morning. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when this will go out. Like, people will be listening to it and they'll be like, it's midnight. Good What's day. What's wrong with you people? Good day. Good day. Yes, that's delightful. How are you? I'm good. Um, took a couple weeks off. You did uh, take a couple weeks I did. Off, which means I took a couple weeks off from the shows. Actually, it's funny because it wasn't just you. Eddie's been so busy with... Um, the campaign uh-huh. he's like when are we going to do the next show i'm like i don't know when are you available <laughs> and he hasn't texted me back <laughs> right right he's not even available to text you back so at least i sent you an email saying i was going to be out of commission right and you're like i'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks i hope you don't mind and i'm like mm, happens like we'll live and i'm sure our listeners survived the last two weeks without us. all 32 of them yes <laughs> And I think like 17 of them are my mom. So right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She just keeps downloading it. Yeah. Nobody will know. It's my mom probably computer. too. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, partly I just kind of, you know, it's a lot to work a full-time job, run for office. And I'd been traveling, which we talked about the last trip. And I feel like I just kind of hit like an exhaustion wall and needed a few weeks off. And so conveniently those weeks happened in the month of August when it's beautiful in Montana and, you know, tried to enjoy some of our outdoors. Um, oh, so you weren't just sitting at home having a bonbon. I wasn't. I like, wasn't. Oh, I, I did plenty of sitting at home, but I also went to the lake several days and just did some outdoor stuff. And, uh, it felt good to take care of myself for a few days, get some sunshine nice. and, um, you know, before you know it, summer's over. So I yeah, feel like, like it last was week, nice actually, on exactly. Wednesday, I think last week it ended. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, fall. So I took two weeks off a of work campaign, pretty much everything, and just kind of retreated a bit and took care of, took care of Kelson, so to speak. Oh, oh, so imagine oh, that. It's not Novel nice. concept. It, well, it's one of those things that Americans are so crappy at doing. Well, and I have a tendency to hit a wall and then say, oh, wait, I guess I need to take some time off. Um, what I'm trying to figure out now is how do you integrate that in your day-to-day life, which I'm getting better at. Uh, we talked a lot last time about you hiking the mountain and I have a passion for swimming. And so I've been swimming a lot and just trying to, um, you know, return to my body and not just work myself to death. So, um, I suck at swimming. I float well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really good floater. I'm also a good swimmer. Um, well, that's cool. Are you at the, what, Capital City? I do. Yeah. I, uh, but I've been kind of going back and forth. I swim as much as I can outside. So that's, I spent several days at the lake swimming around. Um, like but Spring I also, Meadow or uh, Canyon Ferry. Oh wow! I found oh, this your little perfect spot. Cove yeah, that nobody cove. knows about exactly. And went out there several days, and I can tell you, going on weekday is so awesome because there's no boats, there's not really anybody around, and it's actually peaceful and really nice. So yeah. did that several days, and then also been swimming at Capital City, and I make sure I go towards the end of the day when there's like no one around and yeah. 7 PM. The parking yeah. lot's got three. Except for, around. you know, I was on this two week break, but I, I didn't have like a t-shirt that said I'm on a two week break. <laughs> yeah, Because it would have you know? a hashtag underneath <laughs> it that yeah. says first world problems. So I'm like sitting in the hot tub with my eyes closed, like trying to relax. And I hear somebody say, Hey, Kelson, how's the campaign? I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just in the hot tub. Leave me alone. Oh, no. you know? But I mean, it's great because people are all interested and concerned, but you know, 10 o'clock at night in the hot tub it's not really when i'm on my best communication so it was interesting but it was nice to take some time off and it'll be good to get back in the swing of things oh that's cool yeah it was it was actually interesting because i ended up being so busy the last two weeks i don't think that i actually would have had time to do the show anyway um what have you been doing well we have a a long-form video that we've been doing for the school district Hmm. um which has been really fun except for that we're filming with kids and, um, that's fun. like, I like kids, but a group of kids seems like a mob to me. Right. And I'm, you know, I've never Are you talking like them. teenagers? 
No, from the youngest kid that we had in this was six, and the oldest was 18. Oh, wow. So it was this wide range, and it's the bus safety video, um, which is turning out very well. It's just that I didn't want to direct a group of kids, one that I didn't know, and two, and just eh, not really my thing. And so uh, a friend of mine, actually the director from Avenue Q, um, she agreed to do it. Um, which was really nice. So she was the kid wrangler, and I was making sure that the cameras were in the right place. And then I took a header. I completely bit it. Uh, it was delightful. What do you mean? I was uh, just standing there giving some direction to um, the kids and the cameraman, and I was on the street, and there was a lip to the sidewalk. This is over by Helena Middle School. And I just caught my toe and just right down. And I'm very <laughs> Did thankful you catch to yourself? be... No, I, I landed on my... Well, I landed on my hands. I didn't hurt myself <laughs> at all. I didn't even cut my hands, which right. was really kind of funny. Um, but the funny part was, is I, I really, you know, I kind of rolled over at that point. I just stared at the ceiling went I, or at the sky and had no idea. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Did the kids laugh and point? Yeah. They were like, is he dead? <laughs> like, no, when you die, you don't actually roll over. Just right. so you know, kids. Um, but it was very bizarre, but I was very thankful to be, you know, 75 pounds lighter than I was yeah. because I would have really hurt my hands. Right. <laughs> so. You bounced back up, huh? Uh, yeah, I got back up and finished the taping. That was fine. And then um, have had rehearsal for Avenue Q and we're getting ready for football season, which actually starts on Friday. Wow. Um, yeah. Carol is up at Haver. They're playing Friday night, 6 p.m. Everybody should watch it. Game of the Week TV. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we that's get early. Is that preseason or is that actual? No, that's actual season. Oh. But and and it's not that much earlier than you really than you think it is. The big thing is that it's Labor early Day, because I'm in denial that it's actually almost September. Well, yeah, and the big thing is that Labor Day is the first. Normally, Labor Day is well, it's the first Monday of the month, but that can be as late as the seventh. Right. So this year it's right there, and so Labor Day is this you know the last wow. weekend of August. Oh so everything's starting a little bit early. Hmm. How's yes. the uh, practicing going? I know it's called something else. Uh, no, practice. That's you the scrimmage. No, no, no. I uh, meant the uh, for the play. Oh, rehearsal. Rehearsal. I'm I knew like, I was using I'm the like, wrong word. <laughs> well, it's funny because... You're both I, a sporty and a... <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because Drama whenever geek. I'm talking to the... the oh, new mics and she's kicking them. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that delightful? Um, no, uh, it's funny because whenever I go out to practice and, and see practice and watch a scrimmage, I have to really work hard to remember the vocabulary because I will call it a rehearsal <laughs> right. and they all look at me like I've just fallen off of a truck. So I'm like coach house rehearsal. Oh, a truck of gay men. <laughs> exactly. What, what, what exactly brought you here? Mm, scooter. <laughs> Uh, so rehearsal, how's rehearsals going? Rehearsal has actually gone very well. Um, we did have one cast member who had to drop out, um, which is very sad. Uh, things have just gotten out of control in his life, and that sucks for him. And he had to drop the play, which also sucks for him, but it was the best thing that he could do. And I meant that one of the other cast members that had minor roles had to take over his role and now has a major role. Mm. And, um, you know, it's he's doing a great job. And caught right up, so it's like, you know, rehearsals are going really well. Right. When do you open? Uh, September 14th. Exciting. Uh, It is. And it's funny because this will be the first time that I've been on stage in Helena in a play since my junior year in high school, so 1990. Wow. So, 22 years. <laughs> you young buck. Not cool. <laughs> uh, so the funny thing that happened with the recasting, though, is that um, the guy who left, he was playing Trekkie's right arm, mm. 
Mm-hmm. So he had been learning how to follow me around and be Trekkie's right arm as Trekkie is doing stuff. And Trekkie is my puppet. Mm-hmm. And I drive the puppet because I'm the puppet master with the one hand and then right. I'm, I'm his left hand as well. So I control a lot of what happens with the puppet. But there's this right hand that can go off on its own and do its own thing, <laughs> which was Matt. There's actually well, somebody else playing a yeah, right hand. Yeah, because and, and, she, and the girl that actually had to take over for Matt, uh, Matt is now taking over Brian's role. Uh, her name is Morgan. She's 17. Right. So now I have this 17-year-old girl who's basically hanging <laughs> off me as we're doing this puppet. Oh, and, boy. And she's really good. She's brilliant. So she's done a great job, and I'm really I'm is excited for it. Is it a speaking part for her, too, or is she just no, a write-down? She has, she has other speaking parts, but okay. the, she's just a write-down for my character and for another. And um, But, you know, she has some really... The motions that she has are hysterical. Uh-huh. Because my song is The Internet is for Porn. <laughs> right. So you just know it's going to go some direction that is completely inappropriate for a 17-year-old You definitely to be doing. need a right arm. Oh, and I'm just worried that her mother's going to be like, I can't believe you did that. And, and take it out on me. I'm right. not the director, though. So. Get a permission slip. So, you know, that's wow. exactly I keep I'm... forgetting that this will actually be a production with puppets, and you'll be having to maneuver all of these things and act and sing. and. Oh, yeah, and you see both whatever. the puppet and the puppeteer at the same right. time. And so we have to remember that the puppet has the primary acting, but we have to move with them. Right. And so there's a lot of work. There's a lot more technical work that goes into that than you realize when mm-hmm. you first get in there. And I think I'm going to have the biggest... <laughs> right <Okay>. hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, and people are going to be like, what exactly do you do with your spare time? Well, I'm using a puppet, I promise. <laughs> but it's going to... Like, the muscle's going to swell up to the right. size of a cucumber. It'll be crazy. But exciting. Yes, so that'll be good. And then, you know, football's going to be interesting and have to go out to Portland and then come back really quick for rehearsal. And the Saints wrap-up show starts this Sunday, so we've been prepping for that and getting clips and everything in place. <laughs> it's just... You're going to have so much free time. Uh, post. No. And <laughs> the good news is that I'll be so busy I won't see so many apolitical ads. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that's the one thing I didn't do. The two weeks that I was on vacation, I refused to watch any sort of regular TV. Partly because... I mean, as you've heard, I have been tuned out from news for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when I was kind of needing to just retreat entirely, I didn't want to watch TV or anything that would kind of... So if you can believe this, I literally didn't watch a single moment of the Olympics. Is that like un-American? Um, <laughs> well, no, because the British didn't watch anything of right. the American Olympics either. They were watching but I the also Olympics. did not um, watch any news or anything else and... It was really nice not to see a political commercial for two weeks. Uh, I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. I managed to catch some of the Olympics, and I saw a lot of political commercials. And at one point, I turned to, uh, I happened to be with, with my mom, and I turned to her, and I was like, um, you know, at this point, Reberg and Tester could both just make ads that say their names repeatedly <laughs> for 30 seconds and just play those. Right. That's all. Oh, it's a Tester ad. Oh, it's a Reberg ad. Oh, exactly. it's a Tester ad. And they're back to back. Oh, I know. It's and repeat ridiculous. on on loop Ugh, over and over and over again. Yeah. And a new one comes out and then the other one has to counter it and another one and another one. I don't think I'm sure this is true that we've ever seen this many commercials before. Um I don't know. I know the the spend is much higher. For right. my friends in the TV industry, they've been talking about how much has I been feel like I up. used to at least get like the occasional local commercial, you know, for every national one you also had to have one about like the local ice cream shop or something mm. and I don't yeah, even I feel think like that, that's true I think anymore. That's what we should do. <laughs> they is we bought should, out um, every inch 
of media. <laughs> we should we should change it so that it's not we're not really limiting your political speech. We're just telling you that you have to say something else. So right. for every ad you buy, you have to donate one to a local business. Uh-huh. That'd I be think, nice. I think that would be great. Or a know? nonprofit. Or a nonprofit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, pick a nonprofit that you have to work with and or that you want to work with and right. that you want to support and you put it out there and that's what you do. And we're genius. We always come up with these great ideas. I know. <laughs> the Supreme Court probably would have something to say about that. Scalia would be leaning over right. with one eyebrow cocked up. <laughs> What were you thinking? Uh, well, you know, we came up with an idea, and then we were drinking. Right. Well, um, for the rest of us that are needing to, you know, advertise for various things, I was thinking the other day, you know, we talked about um, the billboard. Yes, I, I was going to ask. The is billboard. It no, it's gonna it going to be up in up? October, yes. we've. I How many weeks did you buy? moments Just away from securing the contract for the billboard, which I wonder if my competition's listening, because she'll probably end up, like, buying a billboard or something. But... Um, it's going to be up for the whole month of October. Well, and she'll it's just basically, put stuff on the side of the train. <laughs> it's going to be on Malfunction Junction, somewhere around there, kind of by Hill and a High. And I was thinking today that it's, so, it's going to be so boring because it'll just be like a picture of me and some words. It would be so cool if we had like billboards that like talked, you know, or like live action. Oh God, no. You know, if you go the, to Vegas or something well, where it's like we've got the one We've got the one that actually flips between several different static yeah. images. And that's annoying enough. But <laughs> once we get to the point that the billboards talk to me, I'm getting it right. done. Right. Or if the billboard's talking to you, it's a sign that you need to seek medical help. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. Mm. But it would be so much more fun if people were like at the stoplight and all of a sudden like a little instant commercial came on the billboard. <laughs> but I it's pretty expensive you for know, just like a picture. That's you know? some marketer's wet dream. <laughs> I know. They're somebody's like, listening to this so when you get and to they're going to market it and stop, I will credit. <laughs> exactly. They're going to get when they pull to a stop, it'll just project right on their uh, <laughs> right. windshield and they'll be able to see Oh, that's it. so futuristic Ugh. and cool. And at that point, literally, but I'd then Tester and Reberg would buy up all of that I know, too. I know. You We'd be back to yard signs. Yeah, so it'll be up in yeah. October, and I guess we have to like send them the art and stuff in the next few weeks, so it should be interesting. Well, that's cool. And when you did your website, you actually have a really cool logo yeah. that was done. That's I'm pretty really proud nice. of it. Yeah, it I is, like it. It's nice, and you're not using the standard red, white, and blue, so no. you stand out a little bit more. I stayed away from blue just because everybody uses blue. Mine is purple and gray side. and kind on of the, white. On yeah. the other side, there's a lot, a lot of red, red. Yeah. which I think is funny because in the 1950s, this was the same party that was chanting better dead than red, and <laughs> oh, okay. Right, exactly. Of course, but then yeah. I look at the Democrats and they got a jackass for their logo and I'm like really <laughs> come on yeah I've had a lot of tell me a lot of people tell me that they really like the logo it's kind of fresh and pretty um some people when I first it's, picked it's it it's dainty said it... <laughs> and girly two things we don't usually use right. to describe Kelsey I know that's what I thought was funny is that several people were like it's feminine and I said well yeah well a lot of people don't think I'm all that feminine especially when they hear what you speak so I'm okay with a little femininity you know <laughs> watch me in house judiciary committee and you won't see all Any you know femininity butterflies and roses no. well I don't know about that I still have well, some feminine charm but <laughs> I think there'll be butterflies and roses if that's what's on the end of your gavel that right. you'll whack up somebody's head <laughs> exactly Clang. I know it'll be so cool maybe I can like you know jazz up the gavel something that could be fun yeah I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Right. Put some string on it. It's your phone. Yeah, I'm ignoring it. You're important. No, I'm not. And that's that's the other thing. My phone has been ringing off the hook and it's been wrong numbers. <laughs> oh, that's scary. I'm like, what exactly is going on? <laughs> well, I have a Google Voice number. Oh. Um, which I've had actually since Google Voice first came out. Uh, because they're like, oh, you can get a free number. And, and just on a lark, I was like, hey, let's see if they have Kev Ham. Mm-hmm. 
And they did. What was funny is they had it in 916. It's the only area code that they've ever had it free. And 916 was Sacramento, which is where I was living at the time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is perfect. I can just give this out and then give my real phone number to anybody that I actually like. But that way I could put that on business cards and whatnot. And then when I moved back, I was like, but I'm not giving that up. I mean, if there was a 406 So what does that mean? Like somebody can call you via the internet or something? Well, no, they can actually use the phone to call you and dial 916 K-E-V-H-A-M-M, which is uh, 436-5288 or 536-4288. I don't remember which. Uh, Look it up. The numbers are on your phone. Anyway, you can call it. Exactly. You can call the White House at 555. But they can call it, and during the day it rings directly to my phone, but after business hours, it just goes to voicemail. Mm, It's like your own receptionist. Exactly. And then it sends me a transcript that's that's always hysterically wrong. (laughs) Right. Um, I've seen that on the iPhone where you can, like, play your message. You can get, like, a visual voicemail or something. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, I don't know what word you It's like the joys of voice texting, you know? You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Autocrack's got nothing on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, that's basically what I've been dealing with is uh, wrong numbers and a lot of work. And hiking the mountain. And hiking the mountain. I did take a week where I didn't hike the mountain. Um, And not really because I intended to take the week off. Like, I did it on Sunday that week, and then Monday and Tuesday I was going to take it off, and Wednesday I was going to go. Wednesday was rainy. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday and Friday I just didn't feel like going, but I had rehearsal, and I was so busy into the night that I was just like, ugh. 5.30 5.30 rolled around. I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed. Yeah, I don't sometimes like you people. actually need to sleep. Not going to happen. Yeah. And then didn't go Saturday, went again on Sunday. So it had been a whole week since I had gone and just trucked up the mountain. It was no big deal. And then this last week did Mount Ascension with another friend of mine, um, which Mount Ascension is not as high, obviously, as Mount Helena, but uh, ended up, the path that we took ended up being only about 10 flights of stairs less because we kept going up and then we go down and then we go up and mm. then we go down. But it was a really good hike, and we didn't even stop. I didn't have to stop once, hmm. which was new and exciting for me. I've never hiked that. So um, I'm kind of excited. I went and did um, Mount Helena just this last weekend on Sunday uh, and had to stop two or three times instead of like twelve or 1,300 times. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so. Well, that's the thing that's amazing is you just start seeing the progress, and pretty soon it'll be like one time. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll, it, hopefully by the end, my goal by the end of the summer is to be able to make it up the 1906 without having to stop. Uh, I'm not, it's not one of those goals where it's like, I'm writing it down, and it's in my <laughs> trapper keeper, and I put right. little hearts over it, or that sort of crap. But it is, it's one of those, you know, it's the back of the head goals. You know, I'd like to be able to do this. Right. Know? And so I still go. And my friend Jana is actually coming up. Um, she's flying in right now. She's on a plane from Denver because um, her dad passed away. So Friday is going to be the mm. service and all that. Um, but she's like, when I'm up there, I'm going to hike the mountain with you. So I guess I'm hiking the mountain a lot this week. So, (laughs) so how are you reacting to people reacting to your weight loss? Um, generally with thank yous. Although I do. (laughs) So I was at Carolyn. I ran into one of the professors down there and I hadn't seen her since about the time basketball ended. So March Mm -hmm. timeframe, she's, you know, school ends and she's off. She doesn't have to be around athletics. So she's not going to be. And so I hadn't seen her since then, and that's about 40 pounds. And uh, saw her, and she was like, so how do you feel? And I'm like, well, you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, well, how do you feel knowing that you're not going to die as soon? And I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, really? I don't really think that that works with me. And it, it doesn't. <laughs> that's not how I see the world. I'm like, we're, we're all going to die at I some point. And I just can't believe somebody actually said that. 
And she's like, well, you're much healthier now. You don't have the, you know, and she's listing all the things that, of course, getting in shape um, makes. But I'm like, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. The fact that I can't have a donut pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and she's like, well, you can have a donut. You just can't have 12. And I was like, and that's I never had 12. Yeah. No, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were many, many times where I'm like, I got a dozen donuts. I'll know what you got. Okay. I see. I see what you're saying. But that that still is a pretty abrupt thing to say. It was. And it was, but react. it's one of those, and she's very, she's very direct. And she's one of those people that's like, look, this is the choice that you have. You can either do these things that'll kill you or do these things that'll help you to live longer. <sighs> and that sort of dichotomy of thinking has never worked with me. It's right. like, I don't care. You know, it's like, well, do you want to be healthier? No. Right. <laughs> no. I kind of want to do what I want to do. Right. I have my own motivations. Well, I think it's interesting because, uh, you know, when you have such a significant change, just sometimes dealing with people's reaction to it. Um, and people say the strangest things. I remember one time I was at this, I travel a lot nationally. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I see people like once and then not for another year or whatever. And, uh, you know, the first few years as being the executive director, I was always tired. I was always whatever. Cause I was just learning how to, you know, be the boss and everything and that came with that. And you had nine billion responsibilities right, exactly. that nobody bothered to and tell you, were, you about. And you're still trying to figure out like how you do that stuff. And so I just, I, I know back then I didn't feel as good as I do now. You know, mm-hmm. like once you, you know, face some challenge, you're kind of better equipped to continue to face it. But and, you know, she said to me, oh, Kelson, you look great. So much better than the last time I saw you, <laughs> you know, and you're just kind I of like. I have gotten those. And, and so people say like things that they want to be complimentary or kind of like. But they're backhanded without But they're so it. like, you didn't tell me I looked like crap last time you saw me, you know, like what do people really want to say to you sometimes? So I just think it's so funny how people try to say something really positive and. Sometimes it doesn't work. Well, and what cracks me up about it is that, like, most of my friends are very upfront because they're like you and I, where right. we, you know, if I think you look like crap, I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, like, you're looking run down, girl. You right. have some issues. Um, so I'm used to those people coming up to me and saying, hey, you look really good. And I know that they noticed how I looked before and they're actually giving a compliment. They're mm-hmm. not doing something weird. Mm-hmm. It's the other people who never said anything before when they have a com- comment. And it's like, Hmm. <laughs> and I just try to let it go. <laughs> right. And you're like, you look great. And you're like, I did before too, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Or, but the ones that you look, you look so much better. Mm-hmm. Or you look so much healthier. Mm-hmm. What did I look like before? A goddamn hot dog? <laughs> you look With like the lips. donuts on it. <laughs> you look like the lips and thighs of a donkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think it's great. I mean, when you go through such significant change, it's, um, interesting how much outside input you get about it well and i haven't gotten any that's been the weird thing so like i remember dieting before and and none of them have worked which is you know part of why you know everybody goes on a diet and it doesn't Mm -hmm. work and then and that's when everybody gives you advice and they're like oh and i i've i've not told people i've I've learned the lesson about telling people when you plateau it's like you know i'm stuck at a weight da 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 and the only people that i actually brought it up the last time because i got stuck at 350 Mm -hmm. And um, I brought it up to the people that I started doing isogenics because they they had done it before. And they had lost 100 pounds. And they're like, yeah, it happens. Just, you know, kind of keep track of what you're doing. Make sure that you're not eating late at night and a bunch of other, you know, basic stuff that mm-hmm. you're doing. And But make sure that you're eating enough. And that was the one thing that I wasn't doing. Right. And Because I was freaking out that I was, you know, it's worked for 22 pounds or 28 pounds at that point. And I was like, why has it stopped? 
you know, mm -hmm. this is pissing me off. And then, you know, it just took another week and then all of a sudden it started working again. And it was just my body needed to reset at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. In other diets that I've done in my life, when they've started, you know, and you get, like, the first week, and everybody's like, oh, you've lost five pounds. Yay! Right. And it's such BS, because it's all just water. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't eaten anything with salt mm -hmm. for the week. <laughs> True. And then they all give you this advice, and it's all contradictory and piled on, and, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe it works for them, maybe it doesn't, but it's just, ugh, it's, I'm so tired of listening to it. But yeah, I, I think weight loss and like uh, having a baby or anything that like people feel like they have a shared experience, they're really oh, yeah. apt to want to tell you everything that you should do. Yeah, and I am really Quitting probably smoking, whatever it might be, you know. Yeah, I'm the wrong person to do that with. I have oppositional defiant disorder. <laughs> right. ODD. I'm doing it my way, and, and yeah, it involves well, a mountain. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? You people can have your little issues and just keep them because I've canceled my subscription. <laughs> That's exactly where it is. Um, but I haven't really gotten that with this because it's been so successful and it's gone on its own way that everybody's leaving me alone, which mm. I think is a very interesting. Mm. So I'm, I'm a little leery of it, you know, plateauing again and everybody noticing. So because I don't want to get that advice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for your advice. Shh. Mm -hmm. Just, just, <laughs> just zip it. Exactly. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my friend Louisville Slugger. Clang. <laughs> huh? They're not saying anything anymore. So yeah, well, so you. so you took two weeks off and you really haven't gotten back into the news, but you did get back to work. How's that? It's good. And then I go to Chicago tomorrow. I'll be oh. back uh, this Saturday. Fun. And then what's in Chicago? Hitting the campaign trail. I'm going to the National Sexual Assault Conference. So people who are working on the issue of sexual assault from all over the country. Do you know, have you ever heard of Donna Brazil? Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be speaking as one of our keynote speakers. So I saw something online about pretty that. Pretty exciting. That's um, cool. And given everything that's been happening oh, yes, in our Todd world Aiken. around sexual assault, um, it's always nice to be with other providers, you know, because whether it's this Todd, is that how you say it, Aiken? I assume so, because Clay Aiken posted about how he was no longer the dumbest Aiken around. Right. He's like, second place on Idol, second place on Apprentice, and now I'm the second dumbest Aiken. <laughs> I'm well, like, oh, for that, for right. that, I actually might go buy an album because <laughs> I really oh, didn't like him before, but that was oh, funny. Boy. Um, so, you know, I, uh, last week, for instance, I spoke at a fundraiser. So everything that's been happening in Missoula, you know, we talked about that. And last week there was Which, this, go ahead. there was this great, um, event in Missoula where advocates in the community and other, um, you know, interested parties have come up with this make your move campaign, which is basically this. Um, prevention campaign that asks community members and anybody to kind of identify what they want to do in order to end sexual violence. And um, they've started it and they had this photo booth at the fair and you can see it online on Facebook. It's called Make Your Move Missoula. Um, Is this the one that was sort of, it was made, it was the beginnings, the beginnings of it were actually the false report? Uh, no. Okay. So, um, you may remember when everything started happening in Missoula around sexual assault, the like university and the mayor and the police department announced this 911 campaign where they were making sure that the public was aware of calling 911. So that was kind of the public awareness campaign. Yeah, because we've had 911 in the U.S. since 1980. Yeah. And Nobody so the advocate for. community was like, you know, we have to do more than just talk about what happens after the assault. We need to talk about how we're going to change our community to actually prevent this from happening in the first place. So they started this prevention campaign. And, you know, there's always an interesting 
discussion around what sorts of public education campaigns work and the intervention stuff works, you know, educating people about 911, educating people about what to do in the event of, but really what we find actually makes a difference in communities is what we call kind of prevention or bystander campaigns. So I was talking last week or however many weeks ago it was. 704. Yeah, 704 for those at weeks home, ago. At home, 704 weeks. Um, you know, that the way that we stop sexual assault is by having people um, interrupt it, right? Interrupt behavior, um, have an expectation of each other that we're not going to be treating each other this way. And, and the idea that bystanders, people can get involved and kind of intervene. So they started this bystander campaign, which they'll be releasing. And there's lots of great posters and all of this kind of counter messaging. Um, one of the other things they did is wanted to get the community involved in feeling good about what they could do about sexual assault. So that's what this make your move is. And it can be shared with other communities. And basically, you know, there's one of me on Facebook right now, and um, they take a picture of you with this little placard that you've written what your thing is that you're going to do in order to in sexual violence in Missoula or beyond. So there was a fundraising event last week where interested people came together and tried to raise money for this campaign so that they could put it out in more communities and all of that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like the speaker. Um, and it was the first garden party I've ever been to, to raise money for sexual assault. It was really interesting to actually be having a fundraiser, you know, this nice event outdoors with good food and music and stuff on the issue of sexual assault. Cause usually it's the thing we don't talk about the thing that, um, you know, somebody else will deal with. So it was really interesting <laughs> to be stand in the corner. Yeah. And think about so it was really interesting when you think about Penn state or you think about what's happening in Missoula or now this Aiken guy, when we talk about sexual assault is when we're talking about it in this really kind of negative context. And I'm not saying there's a good positive context, but there is a context to talk about how we can change our communities so that sexual assault decreases. And that's what this One fundraiser was really about. And it was just funny to, for me, I've been doing this work for 15 years to be at my first garden party to raise money for sexual assault. So <laughs> I did that last week and it'll be really nice this week to be, um, at a national conference where those of us who have been doing this work for a long time are talking about how do we, you know, change things. And I'm sure there will be a lot of conversations about all the things that are in the news. But when you've been doing sexual assault work for a long time, when you know about the issue, you know, everybody's reacting so strongly to this comment from, is it Senator Inken or? No, he's a representative. representative he's actually running Aiken. against Senator Clarence okay. Caskell. So, I mean, obviously that kind of stuff to us is just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like the public is reacting so strong, which is awesome that people are having such a strong reaction because we hear that kind of, um, you hear the ridiculous term legitimate rape. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's amazing to me about it is that, um, there was several bills in Congress last year to like legitimize different kinds of rape or what could be considered rape or forcible rape. You know, there was this whole discussion around oh, yeah. the redefinition actually, of rape. That was Todd Aiken's bill rape. that Paul Ryan signed on to. Right. And, sponsor. you know, I think Congressman Reberg carried some anti-abortion thing that was like defining whether or not somebody could get an abortion based on what kind of rape they had experienced. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, it's good that we're talking about this as a outrageous thing that was said but those kinds of things get said all the time. See, I'm, and, so. and I'm I'm completely flabbergasted <coughs> that these kinds of things get said all the time because I 
was astounded that he said it. And I've had this long-going discussion with some friends of mine online because there's uh, there's an online comic called Penny Arcade and they did a comic a year ago. I don't know if you know about this. Mm -mm. Uh, a year ago, maybe two years ago now. And basically the, the comic ended with... Um, was it was mocking the um, gamer culture, but it was mocking it because of the way the games are structured, and the game is structured in this in this particular instance where the your character had to go in and save five of the slaves, and you know so he's got five of the slaves, but then there's this other slave that walks up and goes, "Can't you save the rest of us?" He's like, "I've got five. Don't make it weird," <laughs> you know, right? And then the the slave at the end goes, "But if you don't save us, then we'll be stuck here, and every night we get raped by dick wolves." And a bunch of people, like, blew up that they used the joke raped by dick wolves. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of see where they're coming from, and I kind of don't. And I know that rape probably shouldn't be used as a joke. But the joke in that is that this gamer culture sets up these incompatible structures that no human being, no decent human being anyway, mm -hmm. would ever do. Mm -hmm. And that's where the joke is. It's not that they said raped by dick wolves. It had nothing to do with that. That just happened to be the, the phrase that they chose. When there was somebody that, you know, was a survivor of rape and she was talking about how this, this triggered for her, uh, you know, an emotional backlash. And that was not their intent. Um, nor was it the core of the joke. I think the joke mm. could have been done just as well as, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be stuck here as slaves forced to never eat and, and you know, we'll lose our arms to other people. Excuse mm -hmm. me while I get my <laughs> the phone. The phone is ringing. <sighs> is it Congressman Aiken? God, I hope this isn't live, right? <laughs> the beautiful thing about editing the show is that we can cut it out. Apparently there is a fire on Mount Helena right now. Well, for fuck's sake. They're evacuating Orofino Gulch area. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so the joke, the Dick Wolves joke, it got, it blew up from there. And I mean, there was somebody who had been raped who was very, very sensitive to the term rape. Mm -hmm. And seeing it used in any way to make a joke thought, you know, she, I think she overacted. I don't know. And I'm not judging her in any way, shape or form. I think the situation got way out of hand though. Um, because people were talking about, that was weird. Um. People were talking about, oh, it was hearing your water move, I think. That's. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Am I clicking on something? Is it my oh, foot? I'm hitting this. That's what it is. Okay. There we go. Now we will not hit the mic stand. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Sorry about the ringing. Uh, the dick wolves. It. You, how do I say this? I think it blew up, but I don't think that she necessarily overreacted. She had a concern, and she was concerned that they were using rape as a joke. And the, the actual joke that's in there isn't about rape. Mm -hmm. And the people that see it as about rape, I think, are far too willing to see uh, any mention of rape as a bad thing. You know, well, oh, it always has to be a bad thing. Well, no, we can talk about it in positive terms, too. Not because rape is ever positive, but because we can make positive changes in our society to eliminate rape. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that comes from, you have to actually be able to talk about this. You have to be able to sit down and have a conversation, right? And yeah, that's I talk about it doing. all the time. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, that, that blew up and got out of hand. And it's, it's interesting to see all of these different conversations that happen online. But last year, was it last year? Because it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't us, it was the National Congress. Um, when those laws came in and they were talking about, well, we're going to define the different types of rape. It just... 
boggles my mind that anybody could think that that's a legitimate thing to do. Mm-hmm. It makes me crazy. Yeah. And, you know, what's... Well, one of the positive things that happened last year, I think it was maybe March, April-ish, is that we had this antiquated actual, like, federal definition of rape, and so many things kind of um, fall from that, you know, whether it's programming or what can be charged under federal criminal law around rape, and it was this mm-hmm. very... Um, specific definition, which I'm not going to quote here because I don't have it memorized, but it was, um, you know, it assumed a lot of things. It assumed things that I say, you know, all the time, but people are uncomfortable with it. uh, The new definition addresses like the issue of penetration. You know, a lot of people don't like that word, but it's a word. And uh... Um, well, not only is it a word, it's it's technically (laughs) a verb. (laughs) It's an activity. True. And if it's done right right. and not involved in rape, it can actually be quite delightful. You'd be amazed with how much the issue of and definition of penetration is involved in rape. Like, oh, oh, I'm sure. Whether or not your criminal code, federal, state, whatever, addresses penetration and what that means and what the jury thinks it means and whatever. But well, there this was... is this is a country that at one point right. was led by a president. This is what do you mean by the word is? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the redefinition addresses like you know that uh, sexual assault can happen between people of the same sex. That uh, it, it's just a much more expanded definition. And one of the kind of news things that came out was that you know. Um, now men can be sexually assaulted. Well, men obviously have been sexually assaulted the whole time, but our definition of, of rape was, it wasn't necessarily gender specific, but it had this kind of gender assumption about it. So in the good news is that the federal government redefined rape and expanded the kind of federal definition of rape. At the same time, we're having all these conversations in really the kind of discussion around abortion and choice issues about um, you know, what is legitimate rape. And I can tell you that, um, in the legislative session last session here in Montana, you know, whenever I testify about choice issues, I usually testify from the perspective of, um, what's the impact on a victim of sexual assault or domestic violence. That's my, you know, talking point. And you'd be surprised with how many legislators, including bill sponsors from Haver, um, who, we won't mention any names, but we will <laughs> scowl in your general direction. Right, who basically said, I mean, this is not word for word, but at some point in a hearing said, that argument about cases of rape and incest is so tired. You know, the idea that somehow, you know, we're muddying the abortion discussion by talking about rape and incest and other sorts of forced pregnancy situations and it's so tired and it's getting in the way and it's annoying. And, and, you know, we're having to fight for even having those be exceptions in federal law, other sorts of laws. And now you have, you know, Congressman Aiken saying something that many people think, which is that there's this concept that somehow there's the legitimate or illegitimate, I don't know, unlegitimate kinds of rape. uh... And that either way that I don't have the right to decide what I'm going to do with my body after I've been violated in that way, I should be able to have the choice. I mean, I should be able to have the choice, period. But certainly, who are you to tell me whether or not it's a legitimate situation? Well, you know? and, and okay, so Aiken, his first thing was, that, well, in the times of legitimate rapes, doctors have told me right. that a woman's, a woman's body can just shut down and and will stop from getting pregnant. It's like, right. okay, one, that's wrong. There have been studies one, done. Learn some science. <laughs> right. And two, uh, God, just an idiot. Three, right. <laughs> you know, we'll just leave just an idiot as number two. And then three is um, there have been actual 
uh, surveys done of rape victims, and 32,000 a year get pregnant in America alone. 32,000. That's an ungodly high number. Right. So I don't care what kind of rape it was. It was rape. Right? Rape. Right. Rape. Rape is rape. You know, pretty basic. But what Obama's got this. this I don't know how you of, all can. I mean, who knows why he used the word legitimate, which I've been trying to like just integrate the word legitimate into all of my conversations lately. Right. Is that I legitimate just, parking? Is that legitimate? But, uh, is that legitimate knew, ice cream? Who knows why he used that? But here's the point. Um, our system is already set up so that people have a very difficult time accessing the support they need. So for instance, if I am a victim of rape and I go to the hospital and I'm getting the forensic rape exam done, which is the kind of, you know, medical and for criminal those of justice you who have been gathering watching thing. Law and order, that's the rape. <laughs> right, kit. exactly. You know, most hospitals don't um, provide any sort of what we call prophylaxis, which is basically the option to um, you know, deal with any potential STDs or pregnancy. So um, in those most immediate things, when somebody's reporting and they're getting that, a lot of hospitals, because of, you know, religious reasons or other sorts of reasons, don't even provide that option. It's one way that you would be able to address the issue of the risk of pregnancy from a sexual assault. And then certainly, you know, when that's not offered and somebody has to make the very difficult decision of, you know, whether or not to... Um, have an abortion or access other sorts of reproductive care in the case of rape or incest or, you know, however people want to define whether it's legitimate or not. It's a incredibly difficult thing to navigate for anybody, but especially if it's in the moment of, you know, trauma, like we're not talking about years from now, we're talking about weeks and months after the trauma and you're being expected to like make all these decisions and access all these things. And and so it's, and you've it's been insulting. traumatized. Not a good time to make exactly. Decisions. That's what I mean. It's insulting on so many levels. It's insulting to women in general. It's insulting to everybody. But it's also like to understand how difficult those couple weeks are after being sexually assaulted, and the idea that somehow you would, you know, navigate a system with you know your full resources available to you is ridiculous. And so he said this really ridiculous thing. But I can tell you that you know, legislatures and policymakers all over the country believe the same thing. They may not believe this whole medical thing about how in a legitimate rape you would be able to prevent the pregnancy from happening, but they believe that people shouldn't have access to those sorts of basic healthcare things. And they think that this whole conversation about rape and incest is tired and overused and that somehow it's an excuse for women having reproductive choices. And it's it's just so happens to be oftentimes the worst case scenario. Right. You know so, what I mean? So there's that. Aiken's, Aiken's little statement. And then Huckabee yesterday. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw him. No. Uh, Mike Huckabee, former uh, yeah. presidential candidate, governor of Arkansas, and just a dip. Um, he decided to come out with a statement that, well, you know, the product of rape can be amazing people. And then listed off a couple people that happened to be the progeny of rape. Yeah, great. You know, it's, it's like not really the point for me. Yeah, that's not the point at all, and nor should it be the concern, because uh, you know what, Hitler's mom wasn't raped. Just FYI. <laughs> so well, and you know, the point is that women should have the choice, right? Like, and it's not it's not your body. It's not Mike. that everybody Shut decides. It. You know, so 
the greatest part thing, but... the greatest part of this has been today brian fisher who's the head of the fam no american family association mm. afa um who's just an outright bigot just complete turd um he's decided that he's gonna double down on the dipshit and go with aiken and yeah. he has uh he's today in his uh podcast and radio show he was talking about how aiken is right and women do have this magical substance that can stop a rape from becoming a pregnancy if it's a real rape and it's like do do these guys realize what that does when people who have been raped no, hear that? No, they absolutely have like, no do idea. do they have they any have no idea? Clue. It's basically None. like you just ripped my insides out of my body, threw them on the ground, stomped on them, and then tried to put them back in with your stupid apologies. No. I mean, it really is and, and they don't so get that at all. insulting. And they don't get that at all. And, and that's the thing. And these are leaders of... And the American Family Association is a very big uh, Christianist, is what we like mm-hmm. to call them, because they're not very Christian... And they're much more like the Taliban. Um, they're very... Oh boy, we're in so much trouble. What did no, you just no. say? They're, they're true. They're, they're very much, you know, women have their place. The man is the leader. This is the rules. It's written in the Bible. You have to do this. If you don't do this, then we have to kill you. That's how these people are. They're the fundamentalists that have been supporting the Kill the Gays bill in Uganda. They're the people that have literally been out to get us for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. And... They're still allowed time on TV. They're still allowed to be out in front of people preaching their hate. And it's time they stop. Mm. It's absolutely time they stop. So what do you think about the fact that the Republicans in Missouri and elsewhere are stepping away from Aiken and saying, you know, he should resign or step back? He should step out of the race? I think absolutely he should step out of the race. And I think all of them need to know that that, uh, you may have these innate beliefs that are so contradictory to human life that it's insane. But if you voice them, that will be, that will come back to haunt you. Absolutely. What it should do for all of the rest of them that actually hold these beliefs, beliefs is make them stop running. It should stop them from being in the public because at some point they got to know it's going to escape their lips. They're going to say something just as dumb. Right. But what's even worse is that you saw that, um, Aiken sits on the uh, science committee. <laughs> I'm actually way more concerned with the fact that people believe that. Like, you know, that's what I, th- I think we even talked about this with the Chick-fil-A thing a couple weeks ago. It's, you know, what's worse, the fact that he said it and, you know, made a blunder, so to speak, in his, um, you know, That he spoke apologies. the truth as he believed it. <laughs> but, I mean, whether or not he said it correctly or not, like, his apologies don't mean anything because whether or not he said it correctly or not, I mean, I'm sure some political staffer could have written a much better quote, right? But the intent and the content and the meaning behind it, the idea that somehow people who are raped are either, you know, legitimately or illegitimately and what their choices are from that point forward, that's true, that they have these beliefs that are that women shouldn't be able to make those decisions. And he's like so many other people who have that same belief. So my concern is if it's all about whether or not he said this thing and he should go away and he should be punished, like you said, it doesn't get at the fact that all these people have the same sort of beliefs and all you do is learn, don't say it. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but if, if we coach them into silence, eventually they just have to sit there quietly. Well, okay I would rather that. coach them into not voting for the things that they're voting for. Well, that too, know? but if they, if they can't talk about those things because it the political backlash is too much, yeah, then they can't. I, mean, I think when something like this happens, though, it gives everybody who also has similar beliefs uh, the ability to run 
away and try to look good. So you oh, yeah. saw all these politicians Reberg. commenting. Reberg. Reberg. You saw That's, all these a, politicians it, commenting, and it's just like, okay, well, yeah, if you compare yourself to that. Right. But what well, do if you, you see this, about... this bowl filled with a steaming pile of poo? Exactly. Are you in the poo? No, you're not going to say you're in the poo. Right. You're and... going to say that you care about rape and whether or not people are assaulted. But did you answer the question of what do you think people should have access to? Right. And then you look at uh, the Tenny Weberg actually was he put out a statement. He's like, well, this is reprehensible and blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't say anything about how he's going to help anybody who gets raped. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's exactly the problem. But. You know, and I will we, say we that... have to start somewhere with getting rid of them. And I think at the point where they aren't allowed to talk about anything because they sound so stupid that people just point and giggle, uh-huh. that'll get rid of them because they can't campaign at that point. I mean, as soon as we can get Michelle Bachman to just STFU, we will never have to see her crazy eyes on camera again. Yeah, but if we don't change the conversation, there'll just be another one. You know, that's but that's what my ch- hope I, is. I my hope. I wish that reporters were better at asking the follow up question because everybody wants a comment on such and such was said, and this is just this just happens to be about rape. But there's always something that somebody effed up and said something. Instead of just asking people to comment on it, say, you know, what's what's your position on so and so? You know, because actually, Congressman Reberg's a perfect example. He's actually been very supportive of funding for rape prevention and things like that. But the issue at hand is whether or not women have the right to choose mm-hmm. in those situations and whether or not there's some concept that the government gets to tell me whether or not it's a legitimate case, you know, because all these cases, even when they say exceptions for rape and incest, you know, I tried to argue this in front of the legislature that requires me as a rape victim to go tell someone or to get somebody's permission and to validate the fact that I was the victim of something before I can make this choice. I should be able to make that choice. You know, right. I don't need some government system telling me whether or not I get to make that choice and whether or not I'm a legitimate victim of rape or whatever. And, and what's, what still cracks me up about this whole situation, <laughs> I actually am laughing about it because if I don't <laughs> laugh, I'm going to cry, pick up an axe and take people out. <laughs> but uh, the, the people that are mostly into making sure that government is so involved in this part of your lives are the party that keeps saying, well, we need smaller government. And yet you're making something that literally will require a set of forms, a bunch of staffers, people mm-hmm. overseeing it, and the courts are going to be involved in it. And you're making it. Mm-hmm. If you truly want less government, get out of medical services. Just, just well, they keep having these things happen, and I can tell you that women are upset. Well, I hope so. I, I mean, I I'm think upset, there's tons of I'm men who even... are upset, but women are pissed. I've never seen. I mean, people. You know, there was a women's rally here back in like I think it was April or so, and you know. I always said that I wish I was alive, like in the '60s and '70s, just to watch all the protests and just. I you just were think, alive in the '70s. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't protest ready. I was like four years old. But um, <laughs> my point is that uh, I don't want that time to come back where we have so many, you know, lack of rights that we have to protest all the time about it. But my point is that people are pissed, and it's almost um, every day. You're just like, really another thing we have to talk about this thing that we haven't had to talk about for a long time you know whether it's birth control or what is legitimate rape or whatever but um the politicians and people who are being quoted and misquoted and all this stuff it for those of us who have been doing this work for a while i'm like yeah come to a training with me come train a group of people about an issue of violence against women whether it's sexual assault or domestic violence and you'll hear the same sorts of things you know read the missoulian comment section Based on all the sexual assaults in Missoula. And you will see that people 
you know, women's autonomy and ability to make the choice or to have, you know, body autonomy feel safe in, in, terms, their own yeah, in terms of sexual assault is just, it's striking to me how much we uh, don't respect that. Well, you know? and what strikes me is that you see these people that can actually construct a sentence and spell mm-hmm. and they still can't get it through their head that she didn't ask for it. No. Nope. And there was there was one other part of this that, you know, not to derail the whole conversation. Actually, no, totally. I am derailing it. Um, there was one other part of it That's that was right. interesting. There was a topic change. The, well, I'm, I'm not changing the topic, although I am going off in a different direction with it. Um, there was a tweet that went out, you know, somebody was talking about, well, most of the rapes in the United States are, are men getting raped. I'm like, what are you talking about? No. And he's like, well, all the men in prison are getting raped. I'm like, yeah, but a prison... While we do have a very large prison society, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that sexual assault is a very real problem there. I've seen Oz. Mm. Um, But the the fact of the matter remains that the the current statistics... And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the current statistics are that one in four women... Will be. Will be sexually assaulted. In their lifetime. So one in four of a population that is 51% of the population versus, you know, we have a large prison population, but it doesn't come anywhere close to 51%. And honestly, I mean, like, well, men are raped in prison. They're raped in our communities, you know, the... And they're raped in the military. Right. You know, we have to acknowledge that rape exists. Sexual assault exists. Right. And honestly, when we get into this, like, who does it happen more to, it defeats the conversation. Well, and, and it's, it's but this... I can tell you that one in four is like the kind of global statistic. But um, in some communities, it's much more. You know, actually, Native American women, I think it's one in 2.5 or 3. You know, basically, That's the insane. Native American women are at the highest rates for sexual assault. And I would also say that in my friend group, like, let's say you look at 10 of my friends in college, the numbers were higher than one in four. So that's like a national statistic, but the reality is that especially young women between the ages of 16 and 24 are at the highest rate of risk for sexual assault. And so many people don't report it. So many people don't define it as rape. One of the things that you're seeing in Missoula is a conversation about what is sexual assault. Is it sexual assault if I'm drunk? Is it sexual assault if I dated him last week? Is it sexual assault if I don't have penetration? Again, sorry listeners, but, um, (laughs) you know, the concept of what is sexual assault. So even the numbers you see never truly reflect that there is an issue of, you know, how much sexual assault is happening. And for me, I've been doing this work for so long that I'm like, but why, why is it happening? Why can't we do this? Why can't can't we stop doing this to each other? Because we don't talk about it. We don't talk about how we should treat each other. I will give you the best, the best example of why we can't do this. And this goes back to the sex ed Mm -hmm. stuff that was happening in Helena a couple years ago. Tell me about it. Because it was a mess, but I remember I had to. I felt compelled to go and testify before them, uh, before the school board, because when I was in seventh grade, I had a, a health teacher, and he's still he's actually one of the principals at Capitol High, and he's a good guy, but he was too embarrassed to say the words penis and vagina. Mm-hmm. And I would like to point out they're not scary words; mm-hmm. they're not even scary organs. Right. I mean, quite frankly, the liver should scare you much worse <laughs> than the penis right. and the vagina. Pancreas. Pancreas, oh, evil, evil bastard. And the spleen, what right. exactly does it do and why does it rupture? That's, right. you know, questions we all have. And we don't get any answers from them because... We need sex ed. We do need sex ed. And you you, you look at that, you have an instructor who's who you know, went to college and mm-hmm. has the teaching ability to actually teach this and he can't say the words penis and vagina. Right. 
And then you wonder why we're ha- we can't have a, an adult discussion about rape. Well, it's far more complex and it requires a lot more cool heads and calm demeanors and sit around the table. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. And yes, we're going to say some things that are going to be heinous. Because you have to know the truth in order right. to figure it out. But if you can't even discuss a penis... Well, you have to be able to discuss the anatomy. But I think even more than that, what I realized when I was in college is... I was, you know, sophomore, junior or something in college before I ever took a class that talked to me about sexuality and, like, consent. And what does it mean to have, like, healthy sexuality? And so if you have never grown up being taught what consent means or what saying yes or no or whatever means, you don't even have a concept of that. So it's beyond even just the biology and, like, the physiology of it and whether or not you can say penis and... Penis, penis, penis. Um, and penis. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, for Gooster, young women penis. and for young men, like, to be taught, like, I, I bet if you asked, most young men would not know that state law says that you can't have sex with somebody who's incapacitated, which means intoxicated, which means has had more than X number of drinks. It's actually no, against it, the law. Is it against the law at, if they're over the legal driving limit for intoxicated? Is that the same It's amount? It's not like a amount. It's The term is incapacitated, so obviously prosecution would have to like demonstrate what that means. But if I'm at a party and I'm intoxicated and I'm incapacitated, meaning I can't consent, then, you know, you it's can't right. have sex with me, right? Obviously, that kind of stuff happens all the time, unfortunately, which is why we have to try to teach people what it means to consent and what the laws are and, and what's healthy behavior that you don't really want to have drunk sex, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, for everybody out there that <laughs> hasn't tried it and is thinking it's going to be cool, oh, it's just wrong. Shakespeare even wrote about well, it. Well, it's more than just wrong. It's also illegal. And, like, you not you did not teach that in high school. You well, did not teach about, that. Okay, you know? so I have so, a question for you because I, I actually don't know this area of the law yeah. anywhere near as well I'm as sure you do. I'm listeners, sure listeners are fascinated with us well, right Well, I hope they are. And if they're not, you know what, fast forward. Um, what if both of them are drunk? Exactly. Well, technically, no. neither one can consent. Well, then but technically those, both of them are, are raping. Well, yeah. I mean, but obviously those cases don't get prosecuted. Right. One would hope not. Although I would like to point out, lots of cases don't get prosecuted in Missoula. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so that's enough. On Anyways, this. so yeah. So the point is that the law says that you can't consent if you're incapacitated. Incapacitated is defined by each case, but the general concept is you can't have sex with somebody when they're right. So if you've got a railroad spike through your eye, right, you're incapacitated. Yeah. You cannot have sex. Whether it's medication or alcohol or pot or whatever, I mean, you can't consent it's not even like she can say yes you can't consent when you're incapacitated so that if they can show that you were Hmm. you know that's what gets a lot of people in trouble because um they don't know that well okay so there's that's part of why there's the legal side of it you know there's the legal side of it but the other side of it is that i'm sorry having sex with a drunk is not fun well and for young women understanding that um you know you can expect something else. I guess part of what I was really concerned about, you probably read the Jezebel article about Missoula when they called it the rape capital, but mm-hmm. a lot of the interviews they did with young women, and I was in Missoula 15 years ago. I was in college, so I know the environment. A lot of the interviews are like, well, that's what we do on the weekend. We get drunk, we have sex, we, you know, and, you know, I'm not judging the situation. We were all there at one point, but the point is that people haven't really been encouraged to think about the fact that there's other options. Yeah, that what you the don't... people at home don't realize is that she actually is wearing a robe, does have a wicking <laughs> gavel. 
So, anyways, it's um, I guilty. Think, I think we need to do better. I think we need to we do, do better. Need we to need do to better. teach people at a younger age, and that's why I was so excited about the healthy sex ed curriculum. And Helena, we'll see if anything actually comes materializes. Of but yeah, comes of it. I like comes of it. Really. <laughs> Look, oh if boy. we're going to have this discussion, that's the other thing. I mean, we have so much fear that goes around in everything. And it's not just in sex. We have fear in everything. We have fear of getting on an airplane these days. It's like, oh, you can't get on. You've got more than three ounces of a liquid. <laughs> and you know what three, three fear, and a half fear, ounces fear. of a liquid could do? <laughs> Spill half an ounce of lick. With. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it, there's, there's so much crazy that goes on in the world. Uh, what else? What, what else, else has been going on? I don't How much, know. We should probably wrap it up soon. Well, huh? we got a few extra What's minutes. our closing I don't know. We should probably have something that's not quite such a downer. I know, right? <laughs> I swear I won't talk about sexual assault every well, uh, show. Yeah, so I am going to be climbing <laughs> the mountain unless it burns to the ground. Yeah, apparently there might be a fire happening on Mahalana right now. So mm, We'll look out the window in a few. Maybe Tom's halfway up the mountain and he's like... And he burst ah, into flames. <laughs> he's going to jump over it in his kilt. Hi, Tom. <clears throat> that would be delightful. Actually, let's talk about kilts. There have been a lot of them lately. Really? Yeah, so, well, Tom has had his for, like, uh... Ever. I think he got his in 2007. Is it the no, same you know, one, or does he have multiples? He has he has two, I believe. Okay. Um, it's for those like, of you who don't know, we have a friend... A good friend. Um, ...who wears kilts. A and male he, friend. He does. He wears his... Uh, it's a utility kilt. Um, awesome. But he's not the only friend I have that has them. And mm. normally it was him, and then another friend of mine who's a dentist has one. Um, but this last week, wandering around, I saw, like, 12. It was bizarre. <laughs> Where were you? Downtown. In I, Helena? Yes. Does Tom know this? Uh, no, because he was in Chicago. Oh, boy. So he, I'm sure he hasn't he's seen... He's going to be threatened. Uh, I think he's going to be thrilled. I think at any <laughs> well, minute he's going to start a kick line. but he's also going to be like, this is my thing. <laughs> he's going to start a kick line, which will be frightening for everybody else. Oh, I'd see that show. <laughs> Absolutely. Kilts in Helena. Was there some sort of like, you know... No, because Henri Ra was two weeks before, and that was in hmm. Butte, so... Interesting. I don't know. It was very bizarre. I was down at, um, I was actually down at the brewery, uh, the Lewis and Clark, and saw a couple people there, and then saw some downtown, and then saw some over in the. Where do you like, get a Utilikilt? Do you have to order it online? Uh, Utilikilt.com, I believe, is the only place that you can get it. But, you know, they make, the custom make it, and it's really heavy duty material, and they last forever. So, you know, why not? Wow. I don't have one yet. That's my gift to myself once I get down to 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. What's your desire to have one? Uh, just as a gift to myself. Right. Yeah. Mm. Just because they're sexy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it'll be Yet sexy be on seen. me. I think it'd be one of those, who bought a tent? <laughs> Stop it. See, what are you going to do with the self-deprecating humor when you're down to 200 pounds? I won't have any. I'll just be like, look, I'm fabulous, and those are abs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, it's gonna be a whole different show. Uh, it will be. It'll be a whole different life. But right. you know, okay. So back to the whole diet thing. It's the first time it's ever worked. It That's really good. is. So, and I have a beard now. Very bizarre. You look good. I. <laughs> it's distinguished. Thank you. Um, the weird thing about it is the only reason that I have it is because I kept forgetting to go stop and buy new razors, and my last razor had gotten dull and i don't like shaving with a dull razor at all mm -hmm. and it hadn't gotten to the point where it was like dull and actually cutting me or pulling hair or anything it was just dull enough that i was done and i'd thrown it out and then i kept forgetting to go because i haven't rehearsed and mm -hmm. everything else so i had this like four-day growth you know and i had my goatee anyway and i was like oh whatever 
And then I just shaved off the other part and left a little beard. And I was like, well, we'll see what it looks like. And it actually does look really good. It does. And, I like and it. I've gotten a lot of compliments on it, which I think is very bizarre because before... And I am I was, not a beard person. I don't like beards, but see, I like yours. See, that's... that's I don't know. I, I kind of like it. So I'm going to keep it for a little bit. We'll see how it works. Mm. Beards are always weird because they've got the mustache part of them, which always like reaches into your soup and touches things, Ugh. which I don't like. <laughs> Never had a beard. <laughs> happy to say i've had a beard this one um <laughs> never had a beard well no i guess that's not true because in high school i had a girl i called my girlfriend but <laughs> <laughs> that kind of beard i've probably been a beard uh, uh, so what's coming up so i'm going to chicago i'm excited oh, i love right. chicago you are gonna go there it's one of my favorite cities and are you getting some time outside of the conference or well, like dinner time, you yeah. know, but the conference will be great and we're right down in the kind of magnificent mile area. Cool. And I think Chicago is one of my favorite. The Apple Store. Apples. And I will just enjoy the city and then come back and then I don't leave again until post-election. No, so and then you've got... Work you've hard, hard, hard. got door knocking and a billboard to put Billboarding. <laughs> I don't actually have to like paint it on myself. But well, they don't paint billboards. One day they print it and then they glue it up. I'll be like, oh my gosh, look at me on a billboard. <laughs> I can't wait to see that post on Facebook. That'll be delightful. Uh, Surreal. So, that's it. Very much so. We'll see so. you next week, huh? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, next week. You'll hear for us sure. next week. For sure. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks. Have a good day.